Hello and welcome to episode 246 of the Casual Triad Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we are in a state, as always, of perpetual hype. Perpetual hype! So we could <laughs> we could do a podcast of new cards that have been spoiled every week and not run out of anything. But we usually yeah. try to group them together. So yeah. we're gonna go over I guess some of the cards that got spoiled in the last couple weeks. Now, that being said, official Doctor Who spoilers start the day after we record. So we may (laughs) have to revisit this in a couple weeks. If there's any, like, hootastic screwdrivery stuff that uh, we have to um, talk about. But we're going to talk about some new cards that are legal in formats that are randomly assigned. uh, (laughs) And in in way... they will be available to you in randomly in random ways as well. Yeah. We're uh this episode's not gonna be too much of we're gonna show some individual cards as like representations, but we try and save like individual cards for the set review episode. So Yeah. Episode may not be about specific spoilers, more about like themes and like representations of those themes. So Yeah. All right, so um, if you want to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, X. X. Uh, X going to give it to you. Going to give it to you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, and, uh, or uh, email. All those links and stuff are in the, uh, in the description. Check us out. Say hey. Say what up and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, ask us questions. We'll answer. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple different ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Uh, follow that link to TCG Player and buy stuff, and you will support the show, and we will thank you. So thank you. Yes. Uh, second way to support the show is through our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Uh, patrons get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about what the show is going to be about that week. Patrons also get access to our pre-show that we record just for them. Uh, it's Who knows what it's going to be about? We don't even know what it's going to be about. Completely unscripted, unedited. Usually it's chock full of stuff that's not fit for the show and also chock full of technical errors while we're getting our equipment working. So <laughs> we hope you enjoy it. Um, Patrons also get put on my mailing list for when I have cool swag to send out. I actually just got the givebacks out on Saturday. So just in the nick of time for the uh, September release that I was shooting for. So sorry they were a little late, but uh, should be in the mail. So you got that to look forward to. Um, patrons, make sure you take a peek at the letter I sent you because I don't know that I'm going to have time to... Um, template and get cards ordered for the next give back i think the turnaround time is going to be too quite uh too quick i've had some issues getting the software running locally on my computer that used to be a web app so uh not sure what i'm going to do to fix that and i don't think i'm going to get it resolved in time for the next give back so if you get ideas for the next one hit me up um you've also been putting out some stuff on youtube right a couple draft videos went up I think you're muted. Yes, a couple. I was muted. <laughs> a, a couple. And, yeah. uh, uh, but they've been a little slow. Hopefully, I'll be able to get back into doing some drafts. Like the format's been fun, but it's like 
trying to find the time. Well, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit in the pre-show. For the last two weeks, it seems like every time I've had a minute to get on Arena, it has been not working. Like they had that whole stretch where it was down like during the week when I was trying to get mm-hmm. on. Was that last week? And then over the weekend, I tried getting on on Sunday, and it wouldn't let me in. It's like, nah, so not going to yeah, work. I, I don't know what's going on with Arena lately. Yes, it's very odd. You're making it hard for me to play your game, Wizards. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> In theory, I would I would give you money, but uh, you're making... In theory, I wouldn't give you money, but I, mean, to I should play, still be playing your game. To play the game, in theory, you would have to give them money. Yeah. We do not because we have reached like a stage of being infinite, but... <laughs> I mean, but I think in that's what theory, happens when you've played since the alpha. Yes, this is very true. Since you've played since the beginning, yeah. things happen and you're just like, oh, I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. I don't need to give you money anymore because I've been doing this for too long. Yeah. Five years, evidently. And I can't figure out how to keep the servers running. Yeah, like, you're supposed to be, we're supposed to be celebrating five years and you're like, nah, we're going to celebrate none of that. Thank you. <laughs> Quick, no. somebody fire up another PSP. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I thought we said all, we, we got all the way up to the PS2 Slim. Oh, yeah, PS2 Slim, that's right. The the most powerful piece of technology they have at Wizards HQ. Yep. PS2 Slim. <laughs> that and whatever flashing lights they use to keep Morrow <laughs> entertained before he goes off and designs another Ooh. like companion. Hypnotoad. Hip. Morrow be calm. Morrow be calm. <laughs> no, man! <laughs> yep. So there we go. Yeah. All right, so All let's right. get into it. This so, is... What's the actual name of the set? Because I keep calling it Journey to the Center of Ixalan, but that's not the name of it. Um, It was such a good fake name that yeah. I thought it was real. Um, nope. so let me, <laughs> let me look. I, I know exactly how to find it quickly. It is Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Yeah. It's like you had caverns and then you got lost in them somehow. So yeah. it is like, uh, Ixalan, but like underground kind of. Yeah. As far as I can tell, um, there is a place called Chimmel. I think Chim Chimali Chim Chimali Chim Chim Chiru. That is uh, in the center of Ixalan, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, people are racing there. So I would imagine it's kind of like there was a race to, um, like in the last Ix- Ixalan set, there was a race to Zedeskanta or whatever the Lost Temple. Yeah, and uh, oh gosh, whatever the whatever the the, sun. Yes. <laughs> Like whatever yeah. the MacGuffin was. Yeah. So for whatever reason, I think we're racing to Chimmel. Don't know why yet. Um, main characters include Huatli mm-hmm. and Sahili, who I think are no longer Planeswalkers, right? I do believe so. And then Quintarius. Yes. That's the elephant, elephant Planeswalker from, from Strixhaven. Yep. Yep. And Kellen, yes. Oko's son, and he's he's bringing a mechanic with him from from uh, uh-huh. uh, from uh, Eldraine. Oh yeah, he has an adventure. 
His oh, card okay. literally has he is white with a green adventure. Oh. And all right. He, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, he is white with a green adventure, and that green adventure makes explore tokens. Oh, maybe I did see that. Yeah, whatever an explore token yeah, is. Or whatever that thing More called. game objects. More game objects. We need them. Yep. We want them. Can we have more of them? Yep. Game objects. And supposedly, going forward, we're only getting one Planeswalker per set, right? Something like that, yeah. So that means Quintarius is our Planeswalker for this set. Oh, he is? Uh, I mean, he was listed as a main character for this set and is the only Planeswalker of those that I just mentioned. I didn't realize Quintarius had ever been a Planeswalker. Yeah, he uh, sparked in the Strixhaven story. Oh, okay. Yep. I just remember uh, him being like a... Was it Strix... Maybe it was War. War? Or Battle? Or, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, March. March. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because, like, he was just, like, a dumb, like, not super good limited card in, yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> in, uh, in Strixhaven. How do you know the story? Well, you see, if you're not a very good limited card, I assume you're a trash story <laughs> member. So, yeah. and if you're a good limited card, you must be a good story member. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, we got all that happening. And then, uh, there we go. There's our, there's your lore episode. There's your lore <laughs> chunk of stuff. Well, I, I mean, to be fair, like, they haven't released any real lore for... yeah. The upcoming set yet and like they've changed the way that they do the stories and stuff i don't for the 50th time know. yeah who know who knows anymore um, um what's kind of interesting is whatley's card they spoiled okay. and it's a legendary creature on the front and mm -hmm. a saga on the back so kind of like the praetors mm -hmm. um is this going to be, do we think this might be like the template for desparked Planeswalkers going forward? Maybe, well, but like uh, Ixalan had a bunch of transforming stuff. Oh, that's true. Right, so you had the lands that you meet a condition and they flip, and then you had treasure yeah. map, meet yeah. a condition and it flips. And yep. so you like that might just kind of be a this thing because they also in this set have the gods mm -hmm. that meet a condition and then flip so they're like really right. leaning into flip uh, cards flip cards because didn't they also have oh gosh in both Ixalan sets right Ixalan and or is there only one rivals rivals there was two yeah and rivals um because remember there's like the like you know, we have Gaia's Cradle at home. The, like, enchantment that if you had oh, yeah, yeah, four yeah. creatures, it flipped. Yeah. And then there was, like, the blue... The card's really expensive. It is. It is. Because Gaia's Cradle at home is better it's... than not having Gaia's Cradle <laughs> in your commander deck. Right. Uh, and then there's, like, the the blue-red, um, like, there's, like, the blue-white Path of Metal. There was yeah. a blue-red, like... Uh, Red-white was red Path white. of Metal. Red-white, yeah. yeah. And then... Blue red was like the like the storm, the vault or something. Yeah, the one that cared about artifacts. Yeah. So Tolarian Academy on the back, I think, wasn't it? I think, yeah. So like, I think a lot of a lot of them are like. So that was like a theme of do a thing, like discover a place. Yeah. So um, I think that's what they're leading into, because okay. like you know, like Nissa, 
like Nissa, it just like has landfall, and right. uh, Nahiri just has like affinity. Yeah. So it's not like it's not, I guess, consistent as to what they get. Yeah, I, I just thought it was kind of strange that it's basically. Although I don't think uh, Watley flips back like the Praetors did. I don't think it goes back and forth. I think it only goes one way. Okay. Um. So I don't. I'm not sure about that. I just thought it was weird that it kind of matched the um, what you call it, the template of the Praetors. Like if they were bringing that template back, maybe that was the direction they were going to go forward for, like desparked walkers. Yeah, but what's interesting is Watley has the like, the when all the the Praetors were some condition, like something dies or. Well, you whatever. you, a condition had to be met, and you paid mana. Okay. Um, Watley's is just pay mana. Yeah. So, and it's like, uh, what is this? Um, it's a, a bad wood elves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I guess you're right. It doesn't flip back. It just, it just dies mm-hmm. at the end of the saga. But like, that's sad. Poor Watley. The saga is written just like, if it goes off, you win the game, I think. Yeah. Right. Dinosaurs you control gain double strike and trample until end of turn. Do you have dinosaurs? Dinosaurs are pretty big. Yeah. Do you have dinosaurs? Yes. Doesn't it make Win dinosaurs the... too? Yes, it makes it makes two yeah. three three dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, but it's like flowchart. Do you have dinosaurs? Yes. Win the game. No. Yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> like those are those are like the two <laughs> options. Get good scrub. Yeah, get good scrub. Like, why why don't you have dinosaurs right now? Yeah. Um. So that's interesting that they're gonna have the like the flippy theme again. And Hawatley seems like a fine card. Yep. Uh. So starting here, I have a visual presentation for you guys because I have cards to show you. Um. For some reason, I don't. I decided to do this after I had already written the part about Watley flipping back and forth, so I don't have that one before you. But next, we're going to talk about um, full art lands. Uh, this Ixalan is going to have full art lands. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They look kind of weird. They don't look like they should be in a base set. They look kind of closer to a secret layer to me. Yeah, I, someone described them as they look like a tourism poster. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah, right, I can like, see that. Like, you, if you slap, like, you know, visit Machu Picchu on top of the planes. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll totally go to Machu Picchu. Yeah, for sure. Right, yeah, but they kind of have that vibe of, like, you're in, like, or, or more realistically, you're watching an 80s movie and they go to a uh, a travel agency. Yeah. And they have the posters up. Yeah. My uh my slides here are out of order. I apologize. <laughs> we are a professional podcast that I've already forgotten to unmute myself during this episode. So yeah. I mean, how dare you? How dare you? All right. Let's see if I can run through these real quick so we can get caught up and look at the rest of them. Okay. Do do do. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Look away. Um, yeah. So I showed the planes. This one's the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had mentioned they look kind of like travel posters. I agree, they do. Something hanging up in an airport or something. Exactly. What I do kind of like about them 
is the mana symbols. I think mm-hmm. like the line work mana symbols are really cool. Yeah, like they that, do. Look- that would be cool to have on a sleeve or something. Yeah, they do look very. They are very interesting. They're like the artwork is very good. Yeah, it's just like this it, one in particular is like, I don't know, this sh- should be a poster, not a basic land. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, my, like, I want my, I want my magic cards to look like magic cards uh, phase. Like, yeah. these don't look like magic cards. You're right. They look more like a piece of art. Yeah. Um, like a lot of what they've been doing in Secret Layers, where mm-hmm. they kind of push the boundaries of what a magic card is. And I don't know. Well, I know I, that we're getting like all these random showcase cards and stuff that we're going to talk about in a minute here, but it just seems like even the showcase cards usually look like a magic card. Mm-hmm. And this does not. No. So that's um, all I have to say about that. <laughs> looks like a magic card. It does not. Um, no, like, uh, I think that something that you, we might run into is like, as the secret layers get pushed further and further from what a magic card is, does yeah. that uh, move the Overton window of what a magic card is? Oh boy, uh, right? probably. Right. So like, yeah. hey, here's here's this the One Ring that you could not read even if you wanted to. Yep. All right. Cool. We're calling that a magic card. So you can kind of do whatever you want. As long as you can read it. As long as you can read it and it is an improvement. Yeah. Right. It's So are we going to get like a a secret layer of magic cards printed on t-shirts? That way it's okay to have your magic cards printed on a shoe in your deck? On a shoe in your deck? I I don't... I, I mean, it. if there's a secret layer, they're like, here's here's some magic cards, but instead of being on cardstock, they're on uh, on t-shirts. So go go ahead and play with those, oh. and that would make it okay to play with shoes with magic cards printed on them in your deck. Oh, maybe. Did you see yeah. at the uh, the Magic Con Vegas, they had um, uh, a match of tiny magic cards. Oh, first the big ones, yeah. Yeah, this is the what we're smallest mo- and the biggest. This is what we're moving to. Yeah. How how hard was it for someone to get the like? Were they like the prize wall yeah, the magic foam, cards, foam board ones? Yeah. How did they get those? Like that, they're insanely expensive. Yeah, like that's a lot of eBaying and yeah. making a lot of poor choices along the mm-hmm. way. A lot of poor choices. Can you imagine trying to like bring that to Vegas with you? Yeah, like, ha- and, like I, not having it get damaged. I hope that person was like local. Yeah, like I hope I hope or they like or drove in, at least. Like they yeah. lived in Southern California and they like put put down the uh, the seats in their station wagon or something so like it would yeah. fit. Uh, anyway, lands cool, but as we've talked about. If every set you print cool lands, then are you printing cool lands anymore? Yeah, who knows? Right, like it's uh, gonna be a recurring theme here in a minute, I think. All right, so what's <laughs> up? What's up next is like we have tons of showcase arts. Yeah, uh, it looks like there's gonna be three different showcase arts in the or showcase treatments, I guess, 
in this set. Um, this is kind of absurd. <laughs> uh, some of them also have different set symbols. I hate it. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand what's happening anymore. And like, it makes me care less about each individual one. Yeah, are the ones different set symbols? Are they for the commander set? Maybe. Uh, nope. Some of them are for this set, I believe. Yeah. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, wonderful. Okay. Um, so the, uh, and I don't even know how to like differentiate this or whatever, but the, uh, the official three showcase treatments for this set, because there's more than that, I, 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 whatever, um, are Mesoamerican themed. Okay. So that's kind of like the vibe they're going for here. That's kind of like the vibe of Ixalan anyway mm-hmm. was. Um, so that's what they're going for here. This first frame is called Legends of Ixalan. Okay. So I'm assuming these are all going to be legendary cards. They wanted a special frame because it could be your commander. I'm assuming was the thought process. Of course. You always have to have a special flight frame since it might be able to be your commander one day. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, look at this card. We got breaches here. Um, lots of like Mesoamerican line work in the background mm-hmm. there. And, you know, some like the border has kind of Mesoamerican architecture vibes, I guess. Yeah, like so. it's not an unattractive <laughs> card, but it mm-hmm. is not a magic card. If that well, makes sense. I, I mean, it, it is as much as uh, storybook frames were. Yeah. Like, this is honestly kind of the least offensive of the bunch. <laughs> I I think, like, the, like, so the storybook frames, it's really funny. Like, I guess that was six, seven years ago, Brian. Yeah. It was like, oh, these are really cool. I'm going to try to get a bunch of them because, like, they're going to be Four super- years ago? Was it four? It was 2019, wasn't it? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Um, <laughs> does time and, mean anything anymore? It does not. Um, yeah. But it was like, oh, I got to get these. They're going to be super rare. They might be worth something in the future. They are worth nothing. And, like, there are 50 versions of every card now. So, like, nothing matters. Yeah. Yep. Who cares? Okay. So we have we have this card. He seems fine. Yeah. Card itself Again, is card this stuff. episode, we're not super talking about, like, particular cards we'll save that for the set review episode yes. this is just an example of the uh the of showcase the variant uh next up we have what is called borderless old tech okay um this like super reminds me of like the nazca lines yes which i'm assuming is what they're going for here probably um, yes i don't think there was more than one of these i think it was just this one mm-hmm. that they showed so I don't know if they're all going to be like exactly like this, but uh, for those of you that are listening and not watching, uh, the card has some like I don't even know what you want to call it, like line work, but like squirrely doopty doo line work in the background mm-hmm. that looks like the Nazca lines with a very like Mesoamerican themed like piece of artwork overlaid mm-hmm. on top of that. And again, it's borderless. I'm assuming that's what these all are going to look like. Is some sort of, you know, colored line work as a background with like an image on top of it. Yeah. 
I think it's a fair assumption. Yep. Um, and I think they look fine. They yeah. look kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of the least offensive of the bunch. Um, the third one we have, they're calling Gods of Ixalan. So mm-hmm. I know you had made mention a little while ago that we have some flip gods in this set. Yes. One of the ones they spoiled is the one that's on the screen now. Um, Hello, on the screen now. Yeah. I don't know. It. It's definitely different than what we've had. Like, it doesn't look identical to any of the other showcase frames. And it also looks different from the Legends of Ixalan frame. But yeah. it also looks kind of the same as the Legends of Ixalan frame. Mm-hmm. And it also oddly looks kind of the same as the Kaldheim showcase frame. I was going to say, like, it has a very similar, like, structure to um, the Amaket Invocations. Where, like, you have, like, a building okay. that's, like, symmetrical that had, like, a pillar. Yeah. Uh, like, around the piece of art. Yeah. Like, not, like, color-wise, but, like, just, like, the structure of the frame mm-hmm. looks kind of looks kind of similar. But, yeah, yeah it is definitely, that. like, like the side of a building with, like, you know, some sort of relief on it kind of deal or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, if you're into your magic cards not looking like magic cards, they've got you. <laughs> definitely. They're like, would, um, would you like to play this game with things that look like they're from Lorcana, yeah. or or uh, anything else? So never going to get that Disney crossover now. Yeah. the uh, The other notable thing about this frame is I don't know if all of the gods are like this, but this is a flip card that has a land on the back. Mm-hmm. I don't. Did I? Did you put the back on? We'll find out. I don't. I don't know if I did. Uh Uh-oh. I don't think I did. Professional Um, podcast. Yeah, professional podcaster. Sorry, guys. Yep, I definitely did not. Um, But the the land on the back is the map frame from the last Ixalan. Mm -hmm. So if you remember what that looks like, it's the same as that. Which is weird because you have like a showcase variant on the front, but then it's just the map frame on the back. Like, why isn't the back showcase frame as well? Who knows? Who knows? Yep. Who knows? This is the world we live in. Yep. And then randomly we get a regular borderless card. Mm. So there's regular borderless cards in this set as well. So. If you're keeping track at home, we have uh, the Legends of Ixalan. We have borderless Oltec cards. We have Gods of Ixalan. And we have regular borderless. So that's five five different treatments in addition to the regular magic cards just in this set. Why? 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 I have no idea. Why are we doing this to us? Uh, Booster fun. I guess... Is it is it truly fun or is it just confusing? Um yes, it is it is confusing. Where could I get these cards? Lord only knows. <laughs> I'm assuming at some point they're gonna have a breakdown because we've only kind of scratched the surface of this so far. Um 
I hope there's a breakdown somewhere because the Lord only knows where you can pull a, pull all these cards. Yeah. Uh, may um, I su- may I suggest our TCG player affiliate link and just yeah, buying them <laughs> buying them as singles, so yeah. you are not opening packs and hoping to find them instead of trying to crack them. Yeah, definitely, definitely a smarter move. Seems better. Just saying. Um, so after the borderless cards, we have yet another frame treatment. We are getting the neon ink cards back from Kamigawa. Because that's what we needed. We did. I, I was sitting around. I was like, you know what we don't have enough of? Ne- neon ink cards. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm assuming these neon ink cards are going to be... Like, there's different versions, just like there was for Kamigawa. I'm assuming some of them are going to be rarer than others, just like Kamigawa, but I don't, they didn't explicitly state that in the article, so... Yeah, and but if, if it is like that, oh, Hedetsugu was the, was the card that got the Neon Ink treatment in Kamigawa, and the rarest um, Hedetsugu is like a yeah. thousand bucks. Is it still? Some, yes. Oh, as okay. of like a little while ago like as of like the last week okay. and um that card is stone unplayable in all formats and places it is certainly not cavern of souls or the next card you're going to show i assume uh no not quite not quite <laughs> we're almost there we're almost there um, okay so in addition to neon ink cards uh we have box toppers uh, every booster box will have a box topper, whether it's collector booster, set booster, draft booster. Uh, these are all borderless, like all of the box toppers have been. And these are all cards that are reprints that are not in this set. Okay. I'm um, fine with that. Like, that's whatever. Yeah. But then we also get box toppers of reprints that aren't as a box topper, but are found in packs. So in set boosters and collector boosters, you get the same frame treatment as a box topper. We're showing a Lord of Atlantis here on screen. Um, But Lord of Atlantis isn't in this set. It's a reprint as a box topper, but in, in the packs instead. I I know that whenever we go through this stuff, it's yeah. always the same reaction from us. And I, I apologize we don't have any new material of like <laughs> why are you doing this? Old men yell at like fifty different versions of cardboard. But yeah. like you can't have a deck that looks cohesive because right. everything's just a million different things. Mm-hmm. Right, well, I like, mean, the chances of you finding four matching copies of a card are, like, astronomical. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be done. Like, I, I wonder what the numbers are. Like, are there actually less, even though, like, they're printing more magic cards overall, are they printing less of a singular variant because there's so many variants now? Maybe. That'd be a wild thing to comprehend. Like, <laughs> there are just less of these now. Enjoy. It's like, oh, yeah. 
I don't enjoy. Please stop. <clears throat> uh, one thing to note is that even though these are reprints that are only found in set boosters, collector boosters, just like the list, this does not replace the list. This is an addition to the list. So you can still open list cards. Of course. Of course. I mean, um, clearly. Like, why wouldn't you? Yep. There are also neon ink versions of the box toppers. Now this is where the money is going to be. Yep. So yep. you can get a mana crypt with different basically different color highlighting. Yep. Uh, and uh, this and I don't know. I guess I didn't look to see or it didn't say like this is one of the box topper cards. I don't believe this is one of the ones that you can get in the booster packs because I, I think those were two separate like sheets. Um, yeah. I don't know if this was one of the ones you can get in a booster pack or if this was one of the box toppers. Nor I could, sir. But it comes in neon ink. Of course, yeah. This card's going to be absurdly expensive. Absurd. If it, yeah. there, if there is one that's like, if there's like five versions and it's like, you know, 22, 22, 22, 22, 12. Yeah. The one that's 12 is just going to be like astronomical. Like, oh, there was a... 12% chance of you getting this version of this yep. mana crypt in the like, you know, infinitesimally small spot that right. it was in in box toppers. It's just going to be like unbelievably expensive. Like someone's going to be calling in Post Malone. <laughs> Yo Posty. Yo Posty, what's up my man? Yeah. Would you would you like another rare card to go with your other rare cards? <laughs> You, you can hang them all around your neck. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. Oh, who who did that? Hunter Pence did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have one more frame to talk about. Uno mas. And these are the Jurassic Park cards. <laughs> you flipped to it. My first one was like, the Jeff Goldblum frame? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, it, now, is this a secret layer? Are these no. like impact? These are like these the are, Transformers cards. Yeah, so just like Transformers and Brothers War, and kind of like the Godzilla cards in Ikoria, mm -hmm. um, there's Jurassic Park cards in these booster packs with a different set symbol. No, and no, the no, the last no, ones no, that we looked at no, also had a different set symbol no, than the base set. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, these are mechanically unique, mm -hmm. not in this set, mm -hmm. and they're in set boosters, collector boosters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I love me a good Jeff Goldblum. I'm not gonna yep. lie. Uh, but there were people I saw like at least one tweet and people like agreeing with it that, oh my god, I can have Jeff Goldblum as my commander. <laughs> this is like where we are is like so i mean if jeff goldblum is your commander he can uh see what deck would he would he pilot can he i mean he can uh wield glamdring the foe okay. hammer <laughs> okay from lord of the rings right 
Oh, oh, sure. And like, there's, <laughs> there seems like there's a pretty strong blue red theme in like Doctor Who. So yeah. like he could he could also like use a sonic screwdriver while um right around in the TARDIS. Yeah, in the TARDIS, uh, wielding whatever you just said, uh, yeah. and like <laughs> uh, going to go, going to visit Rick Grimes in uh in The yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, what I a mean, world. I oh uh oh don't forget about Stranger Things. Yes. I, I, yeah, we have Stranger Things too, and uh, Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, we whew. Space Marines. Space, space visit Space Marines in my TARDIS with yep. my with my Sting uh, <laughs> sword while uh, high fiving Rick Grimes. Uh, yep. I, d- I don't know what and and talking to th- was it six thirteen whatever her name is from Stranger <laughs> Things eleven eleven. Yeah. None of the numbers I said. I have watched <laughs> s- so much Stranger Things. I'm a huge fan, as you can tell. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, fine. Um, it is wild that we are 37 minutes into the podcast, and mm-hmm. we have, I think, worked our way through all of the different frames of the cards in this set. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And uh, Jeff Goldblum and friends are found in set boosters and collector boosters. Yeah. So, and for some of these, if you put a gun to our heads and said, where are these found? We would just say, pull the trigger, because I don't know and can never figure out. Yeah. No idea. No idea. So I'm going to do this just a little bit out of order here. Okay. Um. I had mentioned that they haven't given us any breakdown of like where things can be found yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to need one of those. So I oh, yeah. really hope that they come out with some sort of infographic that says where you can get the, I mean, not that I'm going to buy this stuff anyway, but like where you could pull <laughs> a card. From. I'm really going to need this infographic <laughs> so I can look at it and go, I will not not get. I spit on you. I spit on you, infographic. I will never, ever give this, give this, uh, give you this company money. He's gonna print the infographic out, tear it up, then flush it just to prove a point. <laughs> so, but my question though is, it sounds to me like you can buy a set booster of Journey to the Center of Ixalan or okay. whatever it's Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Mm-hmm. And pull a Jurassic Park card that's not in the set, a borderless box top topper style card that's not in the set, a list card that's not in the set, and a neon ink card. Basically, all your rares could just be unplayable in standard legacy, well, a standard yeah. pioneer and modern. You could just open cards. That are only legal in Commander and Legacy and Vintage. Like, how close are we to opening up a booster pack with no cards? Like, if I bought a set booster of this, how close am I to opening up no cards of this set? And at that point, can you still call it a set booster? Hmm. Well, I would assume that there would still be some random uncommons that would... 
reach the criteria of uh of being in the set yeah so i don't know if we're fully to the point of like right is it still well, a set i mean boost? maybe some of these could be uncommons i don't know i no one knows <laughs> no one knows like there used to be a very like they used to be very guarded about the like new player experience yeah right like you open one of these packs and you're like hit with a jeff goldblum um <laughs> you're hit like you got a jeff goldblum something that looks like it should be like in the like mexican like museum of natural history yeah. and like all, like and you're like what does a magic card look like because i have 15 things and <laughs> and they're all different they're all different right like these ones are shiny these ones are not these ones don't have borders these ones do these ones have neon art like you just get like no like no consistency in what the product is yeah so I mean, like it's pretty plausible that you could open a collector booster with no magic cards in the normal frame you could like for sure for sure yeah like it's it's very weird that they went from this like very guarded we like protect our mm -hmm. like our ip and what like what it is to be a magic card to the point where like when they made small changes to the frame it yep. was like a huge deal yeah Right, and like you can like go through old magic cards and kind of mark like, oh, this is an old frame artifact. Right. This is like kind of that middle frame dark steel where it's like really light and like how it like has changed over time. Mm -hmm. And like in the last like four or five years, right, like someone could throw you a card and be like, what sets it from? And like if you didn't know the name, you'd be like, I have no idea what this is like tied to yeah. right this doesn't even or what game is this from and you're like <laughs> yeah that's a great question you're like oh it looks like a flesh and blood card or a lorcana card or like it could be a pokemon card but this thing's not cute enough to be a pokemon so i'm really not sure what game it's from yeah right like how is that a good thing for your game yeah. For where is this game? From where is this card from? I do not know. Could it be a blue yep. eyes white dragon? I don't know. It could be. I can't read the name. <laughs> well, that kind of leads me into where I think the discussion's going to end this episode. Okay. A um, little bit of a rant here. For as long as I've been playing Magic, like even back when I was a kid, um, there has always been kind of a discussion kind of equating opening booster packs to gambling yes and there are some legal gray areas around booster packs and mm -hmm. running tournaments and prize support and like all of that that's has been there since magic's inception i started playing like the year after magic was invented basically if, if you would like uh, something about prize support and weirdness just google gp best buy g 
GP Best Buy. Oh, you don't know about this? I don't. I don't think I do. Do I? You might. Maybe you don't. So this is years ago. There was a GP in Germany, mm-hmm. and Germany has really strict anti-gambling laws. Okay. And they realized at the end of the event that they might not be able to legally give people prize money. So they basically went to a Best Buy and just bought electronics. And you got to, like, pick what electronics you wanted. And those what? were your prizes. Yes. Really? Yeah. So, like, it was called GP Best Buy because they basically just were giving people, like, TVs and DVD players and stuff because, like, we don't think we can give you money. We can turn the money into something and give it to you, but we can't give you money. So, they called it, like, GP Best Buy. No, I, I don't think I ever heard about that. Oh, man. Yeah, this is probably 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, in this time when I wasn't playing. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Same idea, though. Yeah. But, yeah, no, the the idea, there's always been uh, the idea of, to some degree, uh, uh, there was, oh, gosh, what is it called? Um, There was some aspect of perhaps gambling to opening packs. Yeah. And now we're in a world of serialized one-of-one rings worth millions. Yes. And however much these neon ink mana crypts are going to be worth. And how how many different versions of cards can you open in a set booster? Did we count? Five? Something like that. Um, How close are we to just like completely abandoning comparing opening booster packs to gambling? And going full into comparing opening booster packs to like loot boxes or microtransactions. Oh yeah, people have definitely compared um, even like arena with like packs being effectively loot boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like as um, what's it called? As like European countries like start to like crack down on that stuff with like you know. FIFA and and games like that. Yeah. Right, like, is it going to be long before they crack down on it for magic? Yeah. I don't know. It's just wild that, like, I mean, it's not really the case with the One Ring and with Mana Crypt because those are, like, expensive cards in their own right, let alone, like, the uber-rare high-end versions. But... Like, if they're going to keep doing this, like, we had the serialized Viscera Sears or whatever that were going out in secret lairs that are, like, super expensive. Like, how close are we to, like, opening a pack to get, like, I don't know. Where are we, it just are seems we... like a strange direction that, like, the game has gone, where you used to... And the way it was designed, you would open booster packs to get cards for your deck. And yes. I think I don't think people open booster packs to get cards for their deck anymore. You you know buy whatever cheap version, and now people open booster packs to try and get the splashy cards. Mm-hmm. So you're you're like actively targeting a different audience because when you're selling a booster pack to somebody that's trying to build a standard deck or whatever. Like, I think that's altogether some 
something different than selling a booster pack to somebody chasing the one of one ring. Yes, agreed. Like, you are... They are whale hunting with these cards. Yeah. Right? Like, are... And what it comes down to is it doesn't come down to oftentimes your, like, typical singular whale buying cards. It is Star City Games maybe orders an extra two pallets Mm -hmm. because they want to crack the neon ink whatever whatever yeah. right so then they can sell it to post malone right and then he can have the coolest mana crypt which again i would argue would be the book promo from like <laughs> the og 1994 uh yeah. or 95 or whatever like that feels way cooler than like you know the frame yada yada whatever right mm-hmm. but like if you're in wizard's position, they just care about how many units am I moving? Yeah. And they're just like, if this moves more units, we're going to just do it. Like kind of integrity of the game. Be damned. Be damned. Right. Like yeah. new player experience where someone could clearly articulate what a magic card looks like. Mm-hmm. Nah. Um, right. Like, you just don't get that, like you don't get that consistency anymore. Like yeah. being being able to like look at a card and read it, maybe, maybe not, yeah. maybe not. Right. So, you know, even think about like the Texas Player Rewards cards from years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you know, Cryptic Command being the joke of like, what does it do? Right. Like whatever. Right. <laughs> Too many, too many lines of text to make uh, textless. I mean, legitimately, people only know two modes of cryptic command anyway. Yeah, maybe three. I know three. I know yeah. counter. I yep. know draw Bounce. a card. Oh, I know all four then. Counter. Oh, and tap. Counter, draw a card, bounce a permanent. Yeah. And tap, but the tap doesn't target. Right. Uh, yeah, so, and uh, I know that because I had someone bounce something, bounce their Eternal Witness, and mm-hmm. tap my team, and I killed their Eternal Witness. And since the tap doesn't have a target, their their uh, cryptic fizzled. Mm-hmm. There we go. I, we know the we know the most cryptic command, <laughs> but right, like those were like rare, and they were just a few cards, and then they yeah. stopped doing it. Right? And then, like, this just seems like the player reward stuff, but, like, turned up to, like, 11's not fair, like, 22. (laughs) I was going to say 70, but sure. Okay. 70, (laughs) whatever. I I mean, at least you could tell what what the name of Textless Cryptic Command was. Yeah. So, um, it just makes... It makes the stuff not special. It makes it harder for new players to get into the game. Because, like, could you imagine um, playing, um, like, an FNM and your opponent has, like, a deck full of cards you, like, have never seen before? You may have played against them before, but you've never seen that version. Yeah. Like, that never happened, right? Like, 
it used to be part of the shortcut of magic was Mm -hmm. I've seen the art on breeding pool. I know what breeding pool, I know what that art does. Yep. And now it's like, you've got to read the name and it's like, well, it's hard for me to read the name. I mean, especially if it's illegible. Yeah. But like, you've got to read the name, the cards upside down and like, where you used to be able to identify something at a glance, you know, have to like look and then take a second and go like breeding pool. Okay. I know what man I have up. Um, Jim Davis told a story about at worlds. Um, he said he was playing at someone who had all the like alternate art, um, triumph, all the alternate art, like full art lands in their, uh, Esper control deck. Yeah. And they left open two mana and he jammed his uh, spell into it. And his opponent tapped two lands to cast to make this appear. And he went, no, you have, you only have white and black mana. (laughs) Because the guy thought he left up blue, but looked at his own lands incorrectly. And didn't know what they were. And didn't leave up blue. Yeah. And this is someone who's at Worlds. Right. Right, and now you're like in your third F and M, and like the store, like big baller, has like all of the triomes, but like in the weird like Art Deco style that yeah. are different but aren't. Right, right, and you're like, what are these? Like, right, like is that an experience that may push a player away? Absolutely. But I don't think they care anymore. But they're trying to revitalize standard. How can they not care? I don't think they care about, like... I think they care about player acquisition of people who have, like... uh, Who make poor financial decisions and have large sums of disposable capital. Yeah. Right? They don't don't care about seven-year-old James... Going to the going to a store and like buying packs and being like, oh, this is cool, yeah, right. And then years later, developing a moderately successful podcast, um, <laughs> right? They're he like, refuses to support wizards by buying anything. Yes, right. As opposed to being like, hey, we want uh, a bunch of, um, we want a bunch of people to have a ton of money. And we don't yeah. care about like getting that seven-year-old to the end, to the end point of playing the game for twenty or thirty years. Right. We only care about getting, um, like we've I think we've said it before, bro. We need enough beans for this quarter to make mm-hmm. sure we make up beans for this quarter, and that's like it. It's like we have a quarterly earning to hit. No one's no one. No one buys like Monopoly anymore. Right. Um, no, Michael Bay hasn't made a Transformers movie in a while. Those aren't moving. <laughs> the only thing we got going for us right now is the D and D movie and yeah. Magic: The Gathering. Yeah. And so we got to wring as much out of Magic: The Gathering as possible. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're doing. And like, you just get in this weird spot where you're not ushering in like the next right like, you're just trying to milk your players instead of grow new ones yeah and i was you know i was talking to a, a local mm, shopkeeper. player milk mm, delicious i wonder if it's blue like the stuff from star wars <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta be it's gonna be it looks yeah. like smurf milk um 
Uh, but I was like, you know, I was like, at some point, like, um, w- there's only so much money in the Magic player base. Yep. Right? Like, you can, it is not an infinite, like, pool of resources. Yeah. And at some point, we we thought it was going to happen forever and ever and ever. We're going to hit a point where, like, people just go, like, I'm not buying this. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm not buying this. You you've gotten there. But like yep. the the broader magic community just goes like Yeah, whatever. No. Yeah, like eh, I don't really care about this yeah. one. And yeah. they just kind of like move on. We haven't gotten there yet, but you yeah. know, we're not too far away from that. Well, I mean, we talked back in Unfinity, right? When we talked about the Unfinity set review episode. Mm-hmm. We had made some jokes about the Devil Knevel card and Wizards jumping the shark. I made I made a I made a YouTube short that like four people watched. <laughs> <laughs> it it just seems like every time they make an announcement, they're jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I feel bad about like harping on this stuff all the time, but it, they're not making it any better. <laughs> they're making it worse. Just stop! It's already dead. It's already dead. Stop. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're able to stop due to, like, the yeah. structure of their company. Right. Like, I don't think they're able to be like, you know what? This yeah. is too much. This is too many. The box many. is open. They, they can't put it back in. Yeah, they can't, they can't go back. Yeah. But it is, like, I, I still get interested for, um... For new cards, because I'm always waiting on, like, you know, the the poorly designed thing that helps the deck that I enjoy playing. <laughs> so I can, like, you know, m- maybe return to some semblance of relevance. Yeah. Come on, like, one mana creature that, like, dredges 12. I don't know. Don't care. It's an 0-1. <laughs> Just one. do it. I did, whatever. Right? I mean, it's unplayable <clears throat> with all this graveyard hate. We get stapled to everything now. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I you watch a video every so often, someone's just like doing the dredge thing, and I'm like, you are a brave, brave soul. Yeah. Like Saffron Olive the other day did like a pioneer dredge dredge deck, mm-hmm. won like every game one, and then just got smushed in games <laughs> two and three. But you like, play best of one. Gotta play best of one. Maybe he was playing best of one. Maybe. But um, yeah. You just like, we don't we it's very different and like we've talked about before, you open a pack and you just lose money that used to mm-hmm. not like the delta between a pack and the value of the cards in the pack used to not be as big yeah right like a pack was three dollars mm-hmm. instead of four and the average pack probably netted you a buck or a buck fifty fifty yeah. Yeah, I mean now you can open a pack and it'd be absolutely worthless. Yeah, like it's just like nothing. Open a pack and put it in the garbage can. Yeah. Um but right, yeah, now you spend four dollars on a pack and yeah. get fifty cents. Maybe, if you're lucky. Yeah, and there's like mythics that are like forty cents. Yeah. You're like, oh sweet, I opened a mythic. Oh, it's not worth anything. But if it would have opened the like foil inverted neon dinosaur version i would have like made a killing but 
Right. I just opened the regular one, and it's like, oh. Like, cool, I'm glad that the foil-inverted neon dinosaur version, I guess, exists for someone. But, like, you know, it makes it... On one hand, it's good for, I don't own the cards, and I'm going to buy singles. Yeah. It's bad for, I have to open the packs. Right. Right. And so people don't. That's kind of counterintuitive to booster fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it is not fun to open booster. Maybe the people at Star City Games just love opening tens of thousands of packs. <laughs> there you Maybe go. It's, it's booster fun for that guy cracking a pallet in Virginia. Yeah. The guy who like uh, has like one of those wrist braces on. Yeah. Because he's got to like open a million packs, and he's just yeah wrist brace oh. on each arm exactly. with the tape. And the guy holding his wrists up. Exactly. It's like a helper. We got we got to keep you healthy, man. Like you, you're the fastest pack opener on this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> you just gotta go. Oh, could we make a machine that automatically opened packs? I'm like, is, sure. there, is there a market for this? Just like I don't know, maybe. Just rent it to Star City. Yeah, make it feed right into their card sorter. Yeah, just shoot it right into the card sorter. It just rips open the thing. Yeah. Don't even have to involve a person. <laughs> Actually, it'd probably be easier to make that than it would be to make a card sorter. Probably, yeah. Like, in like people have already taken care of that. Like, we just need something yeah. that like, like opens packs. Opens packs. Like, doesn't damage the just cards. Just feed it boxes. <laughs> if you could just set a box. Oh, like make it like. Where you just stack the packs in and they just yep. like shoot. Yep. Do, 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 do. There we go. We have a we have a hundreds of dollars idea. <laughs> I was gonna that's exactly what I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say thousands of dollars idea, but it probably cost ten grand to make one, so <laughs> Exactly. And you could sell exactly one to Star City and exactly right. one to Card Kingdom. Yep. And then you would have saturated the market. <laughs> congratulations congratulations this is an item that you will use like seven times a year yep well for now <laughs> 14 times a year to come this time next year yeah all right so with all of that i think we got a show i think we got a show so if you want to reach out to us on social media facebook discord x uh email all those links are in the description i mean if you have like you know a back of a napkin uh schematic of our pack opener uh <laughs> send it our way we'll yes uh, we will be sure to give you all the credit as we make our hundreds of dollars uh, <laughs> yeah send it on over um if you want to do something better with your money you can help to support the show uh one of two ways first is with our tcg player affiliate link uh, casualtryhard.com slash TCG um, follow that link on over to TCG player anything you purchase will help to support the show we would really appreciate it if you want to support us more directly you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg chip a couple bucks in however much you feel like we're worth and you get access to all the Patreon perks our show notes our pre-show and my mailing list for swag uh, if any of that sounds good to you, or if you just want to support the show, we would really appreciate it. Like I said, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Yes. 
All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.